this is the Luggage Life Podcast, episode number one. I thank you all for being here because you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here listening to this. And actually, that's a bit of an oxymoron because, yes, you can be listening to this from anywhere in the world, but technically you really can't be anywhere in the world because we're not supposed to go outside, but touche, you get it. I just want to say again, thank you all for joining in and listening to this episode. Before we jump in and get into all of the good things, segments and songs and all that other stuff, I just wanted to give you guys some pre-show, pre-episode context um, for those of you who don't know me and those of you that just want to understand the birth of this podcast before you begin to listen or decide if you want to listen. So I am Chas, the chill extraordinaire your chill girl, a girl who has big dreams to pair traveling the world with the inevitable journeys of life. I have been through very similar situations as all of you. You know, we all go through relationship issues, parenting issues, whether as a parent or a child, educational issues, job issues, self issues, the list just goes on. And so I figured why not create a space where people can come together and really discuss and unpack those things. I am a firm believer that understanding our experiences helps us to maintain a certain level of health. And I believe that understanding comes from exposure to people in our individual lives and our communities and people around the world. And so we can be in similar situations, but somebody might be a step one. Another person could be at step five. There might be somebody at step 12. And I am fully in belief that, hey, the person at step one can reach forward to the person at step five and the person at step 12 can reach back to the person at step five. And we can all help each other in the journey and in the process. So I just really wanted to create that space, hence this podcast. I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Chillin' with Chas. That's C-H-I-L-L-I-N-W-I-T-C-H-A-S, which is the hub that will host all the things that come from me. I didn't want to create a, spe- a separate excuse me, page for the podcast because I just figured there are a lot of things that hopefully I will go forward to produce. And do I really want a different Instagram and Twitter and all these other social media handle- handles? No. The answer is no. I don't. So Chilling with Chas will be the hub in the space where you can find all those things. As of right now, there are a couple few dope segments that happen over at Chilling with Chas. You know, we do Monday Prayer, which was started by my homegirl, Stefania. Shout out to her and feel free to follow her at Strength Plus Dignity. There are also tips that I gave out on Tuesdays, Worldwide Wednesdays, which are just the day, is just the day that we shout out people, places, and things from all over the world. We want to continue to encourage people to slay giants, big and small, in any way, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, etc. And so try to really provide um, a source of resource and support for you guys to see where you can gain insight and access to tools that will help you do those things. There's also self-care Saturday and things like the journal journey, okay, where I post up prompts that we are able to write through, write to, and travel through together to really uncover and learn some things about ourselves. So enough about me and that platform. What is Luggage Life, right? Because at this point, you've decided to listen to the episode and you probably want to know where I got the name from. 
luggage life is a metaphor. Okay, think about it like this. How often do or have you gone on a trip? You got your girls together. I don't know, guys, what y'all call it. You got your chill tribe together, okay? Your travel tribe together. And you submit your payments. You find all your outfits because y'all know we like to buy clothes before we go on vacation, okay? Actually, I'm thinking back to the last time I went on vacation and the shopping spree that I went on. What was the last shopping spree you went on for a vacation? Think about that. And probably, like, you know, fantasize about it a little bit since we can't really go anywhere. <laughs> but we do all of that. We get ourselves together. We possibly, like, arrange excursions and set up this itinerary. And we decide that this trip is going to be dope. Like, this is going to be the best trip we've ever taken. We hop on the plane. Or better yet, we get to the airport. Check-in is a mess. There are too many people. Okay. You have to make sure your bags aren't getting left at check-in. You finally get all your stuff. You get to the gate. You're sitting there. The gate look a little bit empty. Oh, you find out they switched up the gate on you at the last minute and didn't tell you. Go figure. So now you got about four or five minutes before boarding closes and you are running to the next gate. And then you get there. You get on a plane. Cool. You get to your Airbnb or your lodging arrangement and they don't have your reservation. Or they're trying to tell you that they don't got rooms. How dare you? Yet again, another thing. Okay, and it just keeps going and going, right? The excursions aren't what you thought they were going to be. I mean, I remember one time I went to Puerto Rico. Shout out to my homegirls, Bree and Sierra. And we did an excursion on these like mini motorboats. And on the way back from the island to the dock, we essentially broke down in the middle of the water and we're just sitting there. It was like not the best thing or the most exciting thing to say the least. I was getting seasick and we were mad hungry because it started out earlier in the day and we decided we would eat afterwards. So yeah, not a great experience. But needless to say, the way that we envision or you envision a trip to be may not always be what it really turns out to be. And sometimes that's exactly how it is with, with life. We have these milestones that we set up, whether that be your 21st birthday, your 18th birthday, getting married, having a baby, um, meeting your parents, you know, whatever it may be. You set up this idea and this expectation in your head. And when the actual event falls short, it messes with you a little bit. But you don't really have time to understand what the phrase, it messes with you a little bit, really means. And how that impacts how you then handle situations that come after that particular situation, that mirror that particular situation. Okay? So... You just never unpack it and then you move through never realizing that, listen, that thing is really determining how I live the rest of my life in a way that maybe I don't want it to. And we have to deal with that. We just have to. And it's the same thing, you know, when we travel, then you get back home and you don't want to take your clothes out the bag. How many times have y'all been on trips, don't lie, and you've gotten back and your bag stood packed for like a month after your vacation was over? Because me. Because there probably is a bag right now in my room that is still packed from the last time I went on vacation and that was in November. I'm trying to tell y'all I'd be real. <laughs> so again, I just took those two ideas and brought them together to create the Luggage Life podcast because I just believe that there should be a space where we as people can come together, really hang out, really talk about our traveling, really desire to see parts of the world but also really have support as we go through and move through the experiences of life. So that's that. The podcast will drop every two weeks on a Wednesday. 
Um, if demand picks up, if you guys really like this and you say, hey, we want more episodes, then I'll do more episodes. But right now, with your girl adjusting to working from home, um, being essential, duh, I just said working from home, and also being in a space with my family where quarantining individually isn't really a possibility, it just makes sense for me to do every two weeks right now, okay? But I'd also want you to let you guys know there will be a number of segments, if you will, to this podcast, and I want to ensure that you guys know you have the full right and ability to hit me up in a DM or an email that's either at Chillin' With Chas or sending an email to hello at Chillin' With Chas to give feedback about the segments, about what you would like to hear us cover, etc. So a couple of those segments are going to be one check-in. Just like when you go to an airport and you're trying to get ready for your flight, they check they check you in. They make sure that, you know, your ID is who you say you are. Your flight is the flight that you're supposed to be getting on and all those good things. And I'm convinced through my time spent as a high school therapist, as well as my time in school and social work, my time in school for social work and psychology, just as a friend and as a parent and as a sister and a cousin, etc., that we don't always check in on ourselves. And when we do check on each other and or ourselves, it's very like superficial. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Mm, and move on to the next conversation. So I want to make sure that we give time to check in with one another. Um, as time grows and goes, hopefully we will have a space possibly on Facebook where I'd go live so that you guys can actually interact with me and let me know how you're feeling. And I can actually read some of your comments and feedback on the actual episode. There's also going to be a baggage claim segment, and that is where you all, the travel tribe, the chill tribe, the tribe tribe, (laughs) can write in about a small victory, an accomplishment, and or something that you would just like feedback on or just want to air out because it'd be like that sometimes. And we all need that space. There's also going to be an unpacked segment where we really get into the nitty gritty of the topic that the episode focuses on. It'll be where when we have guests, we really have a conversation, juicy conversation around whatever the thing is that we're talking about. And you guys can feel free to submit those things. We can unpack anything from, you know, being a a foster child to being ghosted or being the ghoster. Okay, shout out to all y'all cats, but a friendly ghosts out there. We got something coming for (laughs) y'all. There's also going to be a GPS segment. GPS, if y'all know me, I love to make up an acronym. It's just an acronym that means getting people scripture. I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, a lot of times that I was lost in life, didn't have anybody to talk to, wasn't sure who was going through the same situations I was. I developed over time a relationship with God and was just able to realize that that relationship kept me grounded. It informed me how to navigate. And so I just want to create a space for anybody who may also be in that place to cultivate that time for themselves as well. I am no preacher. I am no pastor. Okay. But I just hope everybody knows that we all have the divine power to be able to cultivate and have a relationship with God one-on-one to go to him in prayer or in reading his word and know that he is going to answer and guide and direct us to what we need. So that is that. Now that I have given you guys a little bit of everything about the podcast, let's kick it off now. It's luggage life. It's the luggage life. 
luggage life. It's a luggage life. Luggage life. This is luggage life. So sit back. We gonna unpack and do it right. That is the introduction to the Luggage Life podcast. There are some variations of that that I will be playing around with as the episodes drop. So again, feel free to share your feedback about that. I want to now get into check in with you all wanting to know what have the past 24 hours been like for you? We have now made it halfway through another week of quarantine, which can look different for everybody based on your employment status, based on your household composition and a bunch of other constructs that we quite frankly do not necessarily have control over. So that can be tough or it can be piece cake, piece of pie. You know, we also recently just moved through Mother's Day. So I want to give a big shout out to all the mothers, moms, mommies, grandmommies, aunties, playing mommies, god mommies, anybody who is a mom. Shout out to y'all. Also want to shout out a couple of my homegirls that I know doing great things as moms. Jazzy with the Melanin Uncorked podcast. Make sure you drop in and tune in and check that out. It's a great podcast. Uncorking, unwinding. She has a book club that is also affiliated with her podcast so make sure you check that out also shout out to my homegirl courtney um, with momavated make sure you guys follow her it's a platform that is dedicated to supporting mommies millennial mommies specifically and she's so passionate about it so i love you court but yes i just wanted to acknowledge all the moms and say happy belated mother's day now Back to my point about checking in about the last 24 hours, because one thing I started doing in quarantine was setting alarms throughout my day to maintain my mental stability and to just allow myself to check in and debrief because there is a lot that can be happening. Like there is so much anxiety and so much being forced at us through social media and the news about things happening around the world, you know, the continuous exposure to police brutality that we experience and see the continuous ignorance that is voiced um, quite freely by our administration, the just very wild and uncontrolled response to this pandemic, although it's kind of leveling out, You know, there are still some people that are largely reporting about the news and impact, and there are a lot of people speaking out on social media about it. So we have to just continue, like, yes, stay informed, but also balance is key. One of the things that um, I've noticed from setting my alarms is that every evening I have one specifically that forces me to acknowledge a highlight of my day. And at first I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this because my days look pretty similar every day. I can't really go anywhere. I'm going to get to a point where the highlight is just the same thing over and over and over. And to my surprise, that's not the case. On top of the fact that my family has begun to partake in the practice with me. So now every evening we go around and we really talk about a highlight. And it's so funny to see the little things that are appreciated or acknowledged in a way that they were not when life was on fast forward and Thunderbolt status. Okay, just Thunderbolt speed. So I am really excited for that, and I appreciate that so much. So I hope you guys just continue to check in, and feel free to drop me a DM or an email about how things have been for you. And I think I started to give y'all my email earlier in the episode, but forgot the .com. So it definitely is hello at chillingwithchaz.com. And now that we've checked in, 
you know, hopefully you've gotten, you know, a sense of breathe in, breathe out. You've really thought about what the past 24 hours have been like for you, really figured out how you're not going to let it affect your tomorrow or how you're just going to be better and or embrace whatever feelings it's bringing. And yeah, so we about to get into our baggage claim. All right, y'all, this week's baggage claim comment comes from Sydney Elise, and she said, how do I balance my work life with my entrepreneur life? I know God's calling me to do this business, but I don't know how to balance it all. Mm. First of all, let me just take a minute to honor you, Sydney, and all the other entrepreneurs that are out there. I feel like we live in a very complicated time as it relates to entrepreneurship because I think a lot of people feel like being an entrepreneur is the new get-rich-quick scheme. We're in this space where social media marketing is so important in how we run business, and social media usually only shows the outcome, the glow up, the result. And that's the part that people fall in love with. It doesn't necessarily show the process. But at the same token, there are people whose entire business model operates off of the manipulation of the process, i.e. we got people that have books that have all types of tools and resources that they sell talking about how to make a million dollars in seven days. Now, that person may realistically and really be making a million dollars a week. They really might be doing that. However, we cannot assume that a consistent weekly income of a million dollars or more was made without a prior investment to establishing a framework. And that probably took a lot of time. So sitting your question, when you say, um, you know that God called you to do this, but you're not sure how to balance it all. A couple things pop out to me, specifically regarding the resource of time. And I think as people, one thing we do a lot and don't realize is that we try to call something forth before it is due. And that will force us to put unnecessary stress on ourselves, cause ourselves to be anxious, to be frustrated, and a number of other things, especially when it relates to starting a business. So for anybody who finds themselves in this space, I would encourage you to think through a couple things. First off, is this a hobby or a business that you're running? And I say that because there is not negative connotation around or shouldn't be around running a hobby because your hobby can essentially be the research and the experiment you're running to determine what framework you need to develop for your business if your business is going to be about that thing. Once you identify what stage you're in, also asking the season. Are you identifying a product? Are you building a following? Are you scaling and growing a business? Are you learning about sales marketing, internet marketing, etc.? And when you know that, what is due? What is, am I supposed to be seeing from this thing that I'm trying to get done? And am I seeing that manifest? You can figure this out in a couple ways. I would recommend time studies and or habit trackers because those things will really reveal if you are working for yourself first. Meaning, are your emotions, temperament, customer service, discipline, and all the other characteristics that you need to effectively run a business, are they in line with where you are and where you're trying to go? Running a time study or having a habit tracker will also help to solidify your execution plan. 
It'll help uncover what you should be saying yes or no to in the season of entrepreneurship that you're in. It will help identify what changes need to be made, if you need accountability partners, if there are particular scriptures you should be standing on, etc. And so that would be um, the place that I start from. Because if we don't know those things, again, we really complicate the process of entrepreneurship by not being clear on that. Because we are so focused on a particular vision that we're trying to bring forth when there are a gazillion steps that happen prior to that particular vision looking like what you see. (laughs) And we miss all those little steps. So that is that on the baggage claim set. I hope that helped. I hope that helped anybody who is in a space and in a season of entrepreneurship. Keep pressing. I'm rooting for you. There are people rooting for you. You are capable. You are able. So we gonna unpack. We are at the main portion of the episode, which is the unpack. And this week's topic is awareness as it relates to our goals and resolutions. Because 2020 came through the door trying to hand out L's. I mean, when we started out, the U.S. and Iran were at Twitter war. The Amazon was still ablaze. We lost Kobe Bryant. Corona came in and ran through everybody's life all crazy, shut everything down. And we are barely six months into the year. So at this point, we could be thinking like, nah, throw the whole 2020 away. Like, go back to the recycling bin, pull out 2019. I'm not doing it. Or we could legitimately feel like, "Mm mm-mm. I found a way to finesse. 2020 is still going to be my year, and I'm still coming out on top. But having the latter mindset really takes a lot of shifting and recalibrating to happen, and that can be difficult because as people, we are creatures of habit. I mean, I know for myself, I thought that I definitely was taking names and keeping my foot on next in 2020, and 2020 looked at me and said, sat down, and I did because I didn't want any beef. Like, I didn't want any smoke with 2020. And as I've been sitting back and looking at this trend of people trying to Uh, use this space as a time to reproduce or to create or to learn themselves and get to know themselves differently. And also as I've been utilizing this time to keep my platform afloat, to really navigate this space of building a brand and being an essential worker and being creative, I started to think about what are some things that we have to be mindful of? What is this time teaching us to be aware of as we begin to get back on track for 2020? And one of the first things that popped in my head was just being aware of the lane that we're trying to speed in, like not speeding in a lane that we don't have space in. Like whose lens are you seeing yourself through? When you are trying to reconfigure what the rest of 2020 is going to look like for you, are you being authentic to yourself in that process? Or are you looking on social media and seeing what everybody else is doing and how everybody else is doing it to come up with a solution? I know for me, that was a real thing. Like, I started to look on social media and say, what does a podcaster look like? What does a believer look like? What does a blogger look like? And how do I take those things that I see and incorporate them into my practice and who I am? And I realized that over time while I was doing that, it was really extracting and diminishing my creativity from my platform and was forcing me to feel really stressed out. I felt rejected and a little bit inauthentic because these messages, these acts of creativity or just this infusion of identity was not coming from me, but what I seen other people who identified in these ways exhibit. And that wasn't it. I actually recently just had to have a conversation with my mom because I was like, look, mom, 
I know that you like fulfill the duty of a mother to a T, but you have to understand that your requirements and your role as a mom to me as a 29 year old woman look really, really different than they did when I was three and four years old. Yes, you're always going to be my mom, but the responsibility you take or that you are required to take on as my mom now is not the same. As an adult, there are just things that I got to do for me and that have to feel realistic and true for me. So I encourage us all to just be mindful of that. Another thing I notice we tend to do is shift our focus or stay fixated on the end goal way too much. And when I say that, I mean, whenever you're being given a vision, like something is placed on your heart to start, whether that's a project, a business, a product, what have you, the vision you have in your head is the end result. And we kind of talked about this earlier with social media and the gimmick that social media is about. We see the end result. And we don't realize that the steps that we take to get there are not going to look like that immediately. Like they're just not. So we get married to idealism, perfectionism. We despise and resist humble beginnings. And we ultimately get paralyzed by fear and end up in a consistent state of dreaming because everything we do, we don't see it meeting the vision of the final product. When if you don't take the smaller steps, you will never really know if you can produce and create that bigger product. Actually, there was a um, message that I was listening to by Sarah Jakes Roberts, and she was basically talking about setting it in motion, that we are not aiming for perfection in the season because perfection does not exist, but we are aiming for progression. So long as you set it in motion, everything else that is required to achieve and manifest the final product will develop and will come forth. I also... Um, went to a live recording of the Berry Farmer Morning Show prior to us entering into quarantine. And he was talking about how grateful he was for the platform that he had and how it started out. And one of the things he recalled was somebody asking him, how big did he ever think he was going to be as a radio personality? And his response to that individual was, my concern is not how big I'm going to be. I have to worry about how small I can make it because when he worried about how small he could make it, he said that he avoided the anxiety and any type of depression or frustration that came along with trying to aim at being as big as possible, as big as possible, but really allowed him to sit in this space that he was and make the current moment and the current step the best possible current moment and step that it could be. And I thought that that was awesome. There are also tons of businesses around that really amplify and remind us that we have to take everything that we do one step at a time and in the midst of a pandemic that is so imperative to how we operate don't overwhelm yourself see the vision you know put it up have it before you but understand that the steps that you take to get there will not necessarily look exactly like that thing they will contribute to that greater picture but they will not be the picture itself and We also have to be mindful of the proximity to our enemies as we begin to bring ourselves back to operation and possibly developing a new normal in 2020 and beyond. Because who knows if anything will look the same once we get back outside officially. And when I say enemies, I want to, you know, just disclaim that I'm not solely talking about people. Some of y'all are cynical and start to think about people that y'all want to chop off the list and cut off for the rest of 2020. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is 
enemies being anything that opposes our true self. And a lot of times we have experienced traumas and we let the narrative of those traumas be the qualifiers as to why we can't do something instead of being the prerequisites for why we can. Okay, and I don't want to sound insensitive because people go through all types of stuff, right? Like there are some really heavy, severe topics and people experiencing things. You know, I've thought about people who are um, constricted to the confines of their home and they may live with abusive people. What that reality is like, I could not personally imagine. And my heart really does go out to those people. But at the same token, it is the enduring of those moments, some of the most difficult moments that we experience that really prepare us for the next stage in life and prepare us to be able to have a kind word to give when we encounter a person that we don't know and they begin to give their testimony. And it's like, oh, snap, I relate to that. Let me be able to help you. And so as we just readjust and begin to reframe what things look like. We have to keep that in mind. Don't let the trauma from this experience or anything that you've experienced prior to COVID tell you that you are incapable of doing something. Let's shift our paradigm perspective and begin to see it as the thing that tells us we can do because we can. That's absolutely the truth. We can. Along those lines, I want to um, keep us mindful of our stock price. Okay, and so this is going to be for my little uh, financial geeks out there. There is a such thing called IPO. Okay, and IPO in the financial world stands for initial public offering. It is when a business allows the public, people like you and I and rich people (laughs) to purchase um, stocks and shares in their company for the first time. And one thing I've noticed from reading social media posts from my time at work from you know, my journey of life and just the people that I have spoken to and my own experiences that sometimes we are willing to IPO for way too low. We are willing to give stocks away, give portions of ourselves away to people and environments and spaces at a price that is so low because we want them to be able to buy into it. Sometimes we want to stick around people and want people to stick around us. So we lessen our frequency and our level of operation so that we can maintain connection with the people around us. And sometimes you got to raise that price up, spike it up, like let your stock price go up. And if people can't afford it, it's cool. There may be a lower tiered service that somebody else is offering that is similar to yours, but not quite you. And so don't be afraid to level up in that way. Don't be afraid to say, you know what? I'm worth more than this. I'm worth more than what you're trying to put me through. I'm worth more than what I'm being exposed to. And I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm no longer going to gain or grant you access to me and what I have to offer. So let's be also mindful of just what we sell in our stock price for. When you're giving portions of yourself away during this time, because right now, emotionally, there are people going through a lot. It's stressful to even be in your own house, possibly just thinking about, again, work, how things are going to get paid, what's going to go on. You do not have to extend yourself to anybody else that is compounding the stress that you experience. And it's okay to express it and or not. Recluse. And maybe when you pop back out and you want to explain to a person why you hid away for, for, you know, the first half of 2020 or during COVID, you do that. If you don't, don't. No is a complete answer. Even though I do not um, condone ghosting. But again, that's another, (laughs) another topic. But that does remind me that we also in this time need to be mindful of what we are plugging into. 
okay and it's kind of similar to what we talked about with the stock price but really it's like sometimes we've experienced things and have things be a part of our identity and we are afraid of moving forward because the elevation or the evolution of self means to leave certain things behind and because we have known that thing or that place or that person as such a large portion of our identities for so long we get anxious and we refuse to change and it reminded me of like when I went to China in November I could not plug in my iPhone charger for a lot of time I was um, traveling and thankfully I was with a group of people and had to like borrow people's converters because however the wattage and electrical system works over in China it's not the same thing as it is here in America so I could not curl my hair I could not charge my phone without having an adapter and so the plug that I had been using and the plug on my appliances was the same plug I've been using my whole entire life but if I wanted to use it in a new stage and in a new territory and where I was I had to convert I had to change and adapt to the new environment and so long as I didn't do that I couldn't utilize my appliances my tools my power I just couldn't tap into it because the line of access was cut off and so sometimes we do that to ourselves in real life we limit the accessibility to our tools and our power because we refuse to change we refuse to detach from the things the places or the people that have been attached for to our identities for so long and really something can be a part of your journey and not be a part of your identity like you can have encountered someone something or somewhere at a point in your life that was very impactful that will inform your purpose and how you do the rest of the things in your life without saying I am that thing or I am from that place like for me for a very long time I was overly married to the idea of poverty I was from I was from like as if I died and came back I'm from <laughs> Um, Brooklyn, New York, Canarsie, East New York, Brookline Projects. And for a long time, I allowed myself to be so connected to the poverty associated with that neighborhood, to the lack associated with that neighborhood, that I bound myself to very close quarters. I, I couldn't see myself doing certain things because I assumed everybody else would see me as the girl from that neighborhood. I assumed that the lack I attached to myself was going to follow me throughout the rest of my life when really it was my inability or my lack of um not really my lack of ability but it was my refusal to change my mindset and it wasn't like intentional refusal it's just I had adopted that thing and I seen it as my identity no matter what and I had to really take a step back and say look I experienced poverty but I am not poor like those are two different things okay and how I experience poverty informs what I do with the rest of my life, but I do not have to move through the rest of my life as a poor person. That's just not happening. So those are just the five things that I want us to be mindful of. And I think that it's important to be mindful of as we start to reconnect with ourselves and the goals that we have and or setting new goals because the reality is with the things changing at the rate that they are because of this pandemic there may be no going back to your goals but re-establishing new goals and so as you do again just be mindful of the lane that you're in the speed that you're going in that lane how you're seeing yourself in that lane be mindful of where your focus is and being more focused on the steps and less solely on the vision be willing to counter your enemies and not be so close to them 
be willing to up your stock price and be willing to change portions of your identity. So that's that, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed unpacking this. I would love to hear your thoughts. And we are moving on to the last segment, which is GPS. You have reached your destination. This week, we find ourselves in Genesis 3. I'm not going to go in crazy on the story. If you're not familiar, check it out if you're led. But with Adam, Eve, and the serpent. And as I was reading this story, it really made it clear to me, like, why awareness is so imminent to our operation. Because there were a couple things that specifically stand out about that story as it relates to awareness. One of them is the fact that awareness forces us to forfeit our obedience and a crazy thing is obedience as much as we think it's for us is really not for us when we do things in the flow of the spirit or how we're led to we really are doing that for the sake of other people so that the plan and the actions and the things that are meant to happen happen in their due time so when we are not aware of what's going on around us and we lack that obedience we are potentially holding up You know, somebody else's blessing, somebody else's experience, because we're not carrying out and we're not being the vessels. It also revealed to me that um, lacking awareness can increase our exposure to things that we're actually being protected from, even when we don't know it. So Eve didn't know what really came with the act of eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil she didn't know because she never understood what evil was she wasn't supposed to but the minute that she did eat both her and adam actually they were shameful they felt guilty they felt fear they were exposed to pain and all of these things that they really were not meant to have like that was not part of the goal or part of the plan i was like hold up Eve are you really my mom (laughs) because I can't even front like I've been in that space before you know what I'm saying like I allowed myself to be put in situations and to do things that made me feel shameful dealing with people I wasn't supposed to be dealing with doing things I was not supposed to be doing being in places and situations that I just shouldn't have been in but I was and so it was what it was you know what I'm saying but looking back I'm like Mm. had I realized this before maybe I wouldn't have been in that situation I don't know probably still would have but it's also the thing that causes us to relinquish our outcomes to external factors like Adam and Eve eating from that tree gave the serpent the snake the enemy control over their outcome and now I know we don't necessarily do that in the same way but how many times have you been in a space where somebody was testing you pushing your buttons really getting you in a space that you wanted to wild out and actually you did because that impulse control at that moment was just not there and then you ended up in a situation where you taking an L and the enemy quote unquote is seemingly taking a win okay and we don't want to continue and we shouldn't want to continue to put ourselves in those type of situations i know i'd be having to hold my tongue and learn how to really walk away from a lot of things because be trying me be trying me but um the last thing too was just that it really 
intensifies the um, punishment and the pain that we are exposed to when we're not aware. Like I said, or maybe I didn't say this and just thought it, but Eve was always going to bear children. She was always going to produce. That was part of why God created them. And her, what was meant to be a gift to her was ultimately still a gift, but it came along with pain. And sometimes that's exactly how it is for us now, right? We're like, oh, it's a blessing in disguise. That whole blessing in disguise thing, definitely courtesy of Eve, because children were always supposed to be like, oh, bundles of joy, great goodness. And then you wanted to go attach turmoil and pain to it. Like, why, Eve? I mean, I'm a bang with you in heaven because that's what I'm supposed to do. But I really have questions like that need answers. (laughs) But seriously, like. I have had to learn to minimize the amount of pain because sometimes we self-inflict things and that's ultimately what it was they made the decision nobody forced them they made the decision and it's crazy because that's still true to this day we are always tempted we always consider the possibility of doing the one thing that somebody says we can't do or that we know internally we shouldn't do we always want to dip our toe in the pool it's crazy Guess, you know, there's some people argue that's human nature. But whatever the case may be, the moral of the story just was that when you lack awareness, there is heavy consequence to it. So my hope is that we just continue to strive. I know that, you know, I'm saying we're people, we're human. We're all going to fall short. Things are always going to happen. But just hoping that we don't ever intentionally, like, change out and exchange our purpose and our um kind of like god-given abilities for things that are short term and things that aren't going to serve us in the long run that way we really limit and disconnect and remove ourselves more and more from things like shame guilt fear and when we do fall short the point is that we have one another around to support that we can help one another bounce back and hopefully if we can catch one another before we even fall that's even better because I know we all need it sometimes I know I definitely do a lot so shout out to the people that hold me down and the crew okay everybody needs a crew get you a crew that's gonna hold you down that's gonna see the hole before you trip and fall in it and not wait for you to be down in there and then want to chastise you and criticize you or talk about you behind your back because that's not where it's at but I digress I want to thank you all for listening to this episode that wraps up the GPS segment please remember to subscribe comment share it with a friend and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at chilling with Chas. I also created a Facebook group. So if you want to get down with the chill tribe, if you want to be a part of the conversation in a community that's really just coming together to cultivate space for us to be human and grow, then head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the life lounge spelled completely regular. So until next time, y'all stay chill, continue to elevate, continue to be your best self. 
feel what you feel, go through your emotions, appreciate your journey, surround yourself with great people, be aware, the list goes on. I love y'all. The next episode is going to air May 27th, so be looking out for that. I also want to let you guys know that next week, Wednesday, that is May 20th, I will be featured on the Empowered to Empower Others radio show for a lunchtime inspiration segment. You'll be able to dial in. I'll have the flyer with all the information up on all my social media platforms. So if you are available, drop in, share it with somebody. And until next time, I'm out. There's no perfect way to do life, but in order for us to get where we're going, we have to acknowledge where we are, where and what we come from. Otherwise, we're out here. Just lost. Lost.